Good morning. Man, I tell you what a beautiful day to get out and about and start your week with a smile on your face. This is Jimmy Williams for Live a Life by Design. Thank you again for joining me this morning and giving me just your undivided attention as we go into part three of Realizing Greatness Within You. Let's revisit just a brief moment on what the first two ingredients to realizing greatness within you would be. You know, part one, we discussed how intentionality plays a role in us achieving our goals. Intentionality plays a role in how we, in fact, want to live our life in a more deliberate nature that brings us pleasure. It brings us the opportunity to see how we can help others, thereby increasing the pleasure of this life. And in part two, we talked about influence. How we can utilize this particular trait to bring about better people in our midst, in our sphere of friends, by attracting those that are appealing to you as you are appealing to them by your good nature, your smile, your personality, what you do in the world. In other words, what I'm saying to you is your influence can be a powerful trait to realizing greatness. You know, the biggest thing, though, about this process is this next step. You know, we need to consider how do we refresh? How do we recharge? How do we create the future we want if we don't take the time to review our own conduct? If we don't take the time each day, each week to introspectively look at our actions, our philosophy and our beliefs, You know, one of the things that I do is weekly take a few moments to myself. Some weeks I may do this two or three times, depending on the availability of this quiet space that I'm about to discuss. But first and foremost, I like to have a few moments with myself. I got my planner there. I've got my goal sheet. I mean, you do have yours written, right? Because if they're not written, they're merely wishes, right? (laughs) Merely dreams. But I've got my written goal sheet, I've got my planner, and I sit down for just 30 minutes even and give myself some time to introspectively. Now, a lot of you say, well, I I reflect upon what I've done this week, but this is far deeper than a reflection. You know, a reflection of what your actions are simply means that I have thought about what had occurred. It doesn't necessarily look at the philosophy, a deeper means, not just your actions, but a deeper means of your thoughts this week. How you perceived yourself to grow as a person. And introspection basically means you must look at your philosophy. And you know, why did I act in that manner when this certain situation or these circumstances presented themselves? How did I conduct myself? Am I proud of how I responded to that situation. So today, to help you become a bigger, better, and bolder you, step three of realizing greatness within you is going to be about introspection. The real impact of introspection is nothing more than this. Know yourself. I have developed six steps of how to create your own introspection strategy that we'll cover a little later in this episode. But the real impact of introspection is simply knowing yourself. You know, spend quality time each day or at least each week 
learning more about yourself. Too often, we simply go with the tide. Yep, you know, we ebb and flow our emotions, our philosophies with whomever we're with. You know, we call these emulators. So they're basically impersonating someone else's conduct, philosophy, and so forth for a lack of strength and conviction of their own. Don't be an emulator. Do you. And the reason I say that is because there's no one else on this planet. You are unique, and only you can do you in the way that you do you. Now, I know that sounds a little bit redundant, but my point I'm making is be yourself. Know who you are and why you're your unique self. Introspection helps me, if you will, take a few moments to myself and see where I may need to chisel away some of the areas of my performance, my philosophy, my thoughts that are not exactly what I want them to be. I need to often sit down with my journal. There it goes again. I'm bringing up another tool. That journal I use to write down my innermost thoughts or my concerns about my actions. Perhaps my language wasn't as appropriate as it should have been, or maybe I showed an emotion such as as anger when I should have been more empathy. Whatever that is, let's look at it at the end of the week and determine how we're going to make next week better. I often say to people that come into our office, you know, clients that have failed to prepare properly for many years, now they're getting into the period right before retirement and they go, what do we need to do? And I always give this statement. It is almost subconscious coming out of my mouth. I cannot change yesterday, but I can help you form tomorrow. And what I'm simply saying to you in terms of introspection on this particular episode, we can't change what you did yesterday. We can't take back the words you said yesterday. We can't take back an erroneous philosophy of yesterday. But we can start now to form a bigger, better, and bolder future. I can work on today and today only. You see, don't sit down and think, well, I have got to make numerous changes so I can really be the person I want to be. I simply this week want you to take one step toward that changed individual. If, in fact, it's your philosophy, which controls, in my opinion, a big part of our life and how we believe, respond, and react to things, I want you to take a few minutes this week and just work on your philosophy. What is it that you truly believe is honorable, is right, and what makes you the owner of that philosophy? When all else is coming to you that is wrong in the world, what part of your philosophy keeps you on the straight and narrow, keeps you focused on what you know to be your goals, to what's to be the right path for you? You see, my philosophy is what I believe. It affects Jimmy, and it affects Jimmy's family. But my philosophy is for me. You must develop your own philosophy. But one key phrase in my philosophy of life, and I'll share this with you now. One key phrase is that I, I actively want to be kind to all those I meet. So I actively want to be kind. It doesn't mean I have to work at it, but I want to be conscious. I don't merely want to be meandering through the world, uh, going with the flow, if you will, 
I want to be purposefully showing kindness to all that I meet. I've been accused many times of being a minister, for example, because I'm always smiling. And I ask them, now, why would you say such a thing to me? And I take it as a badge of honor. But they also say, you're always smiling. You're always happy. I never see you without a smile on your face. And I said, well, thank you. But my point I'm making is I'm not consciously going around just trying to impress people. What I want to do is philosophically always be happy within myself. The next thing is spend quality time each day or each week learning more about yourself. The only way to do this is to find that still, quiet moment. Find that opportunity to be alone with just your thoughts, your journal, your notes, your notebook, whatever you use to hopefully record how you're feeling. Get some of these things off of your mind and onto paper. Now, I don't share my journals with anyone. My beloved wife of almost 32 years, I still don't share my journals. To me, these are the moments I can reflect my honest opinions of my own conduct. Now, I do have instructions that upon my passing that my wife and children can review any of them they wish. I don't ask they be shared with the world because at the end of the day, again, these are my innermost thoughts about me. Next, journaling helps me record, review, and implement my thoughts to achieve my goals. Now, many of you may say, I don't have time to write down my thoughts in a journal or on a piece of paper and so forth every day. And I'm not telling you that I do it every day. But at critical moments during my week when I need a few minutes of reflection and introspection of my actions, my philosophy, I pull out my journal and I look back over the last few weeks. I notice patterns as well when I'm in certain activities that I have now declined to accept those activities when offered. That I looked back and I thought those were not the happiest of times for me. That did not fit my philosophy of what I consider for happiness. And so this helps me as a journal. It is an accounting, if you will, of what I have done and how I felt while doing it, and who I was with, and how they made me feel, it all comes down to a point of records. A point where I can go back into a space and time and see, yes, okay, I need to change what I'm doing there to achieve my utmost goal for Jimmy. You know, I also recommend that you implement a life or business coach in your activities and strategies. Now, this may sound a little self-serving, and that's not my point of this comment, but I have a business coach that I have used now for many years. This is someone that helps me see where I am, because in business, you can become so frenetic, so busy, so encamped with all these other things going on around you, it's hard to see what's going on truly without you. And so what I mean by that is, is it's hard to watch the movie when you're in it. (laughs) That may be a terrible metaphor, but my point I'm getting at is have someone that can give you that honest, candid opinion of how you're conducting yourself compared to only what you told them you wanted to do. So my business coach is very honest with me. Scott's his name. Scott's in Omaha, Nebraska, and I will tell you this. He is the most honest, most candid of persons and holds me accountable and has been instrumental to reaching 
my exponential heights of greatness within myself. Now, I don't tout that greatness as a means of saying I'm bragging. That's not my point here. What I'm saying to you, though, is, is we all have potential that we've been given in life. Some realize that potential and some don't. At the end of the day, though, you are responsible solely for the realization of your potential. I've often seen people that are very good at certain things that they do in life, certain skill sets, but they don't work hard enough to master those so that they rise above the fray, that they're not better than mediocre because they didn't take that brave step to move forward, take the opportunity, forget about failure, and move to the upper echelons of that particular skill set. You know, I speak a lot across the country, and I will tell you that most of the people I talk to that go, oh my goodness, how can you do that? These crowds are thousands of people to as small as a couple of hundred. And I tell them that really part of me just looks at this as a conversation. I look at this as a means of how I can impart a little bit of wisdom or help or, yes, encouragement to someone in that audience. If I've got an audience of 1,500 people, which my largest one's been about 1,700, but if I can impart just a little encouragement to that one person in the audience that takes that encouragement and helps another, and then that person helps another, you can see quickly how exponentially that small seed of encouragement impacted a large population of people. You see, my goal in life is to be kind, as I said, to everyone I meet. And part of that kindness that we realize in life is because we are endowed with greatness. You know, an impact question I would ask you to consider today would be, what would you do with your life if resources and time were unlimited? If you have a journal or you have some means of recording your thoughts today, I'd like for you to write that down. What would I do? With my life, if resources and time were unlimited. You know, we think about ourselves as being finite individuals, and we are. We live for a certain time on this earth and then go eternally to wherever we believe. But I suggest to you that we can maximize the impact and influence on this planet by thinking more abundantly. Have you ever been around someone that takes the glass? half-empty approach to everything, when they are given an opportunity, they can find every obstacle in its path. You know those people. I call them negative Nancys. (laughs) I don't function well around negative Nancys. Now, I'm not saying we totally have to be oblivious of the challenges. That's not my point to this comment. My point is the mental framework, the philosophy of life, that I'm going to live life abundantly. Abundantly does not mean with wealth and riches in terms of money. Abundantly means I'm going to give abundantly to my family of my emotion and my means, my support, and my attention. I'm going to give abundantly to my church, my synagogue, my club, my whatever. Give abundantly of yourself so that you feel rewarded within yourself that you've done your best to help others. To me, this is what introspection allows me to do. Did I give my best during that opportunity to do so? 
So this week, think about that question. Another impact question. What would you attempt in life if you knew you wouldn't fail? You've heard this question in some form before, I'm certain. But at the end of the day, ask yourself, what could I do tomorrow if I knew I wouldn't fail? I was given assurance 100% of success. What would I do? So this is a question I ask myself each week during my critical review and preview time for the next week. I have goals that are truly stretch goals. I have never, never in my life that I've kept goals since I was age 20, I've never reached all of them 100%. Now, many of you may sit back and say, oh my goodness, well, that's that's got to be negative to your psyche and it's got to be bad for your motivation and so forth. And it's just the opposite. My best year, though, I will tell you, was 92% accomplished. And that was a boom of a year. But you see, I want you to set stretch goals that make you a better person, if that's one of your goals. I want you to reach the pinnacle of wealth, if that's one of your goals. If you want to have a loving family that is perfect about going on vacations that others only dream, I want you to reach that goal. But you can't do it haphazardly. You must look for those means of, again, intentionality. And then you also must influence those in your midst, your family in this instance, that this trip to Europe would be something that the family would remember for a lifetime. And the last question I want you to think about. In terms of introspection, what motivates you to become a better, more empowered person? What motivates you? Now, I'm going to go on record today. This podcast, and I am so thankful, is heard now in 11 countries. And I want to make this even clearer. This is the most clear I can make this statement. It has never been about money alone that gives me the desire to improve myself. Has never been about money that gives me the desire to improve myself. You see, it's not the money and the making of money and so forth, but to me, I live off the old Zig Ziglar again comment. Zig's my old mentor. That if I help enough people get what they want out of life, I will get everything that I want. What's he saying? He's saying by placing others' needs first, you'll get all the wants you wish. Now, that doesn't necessarily translate always to wealth. Well, at least not monetary wealth. What it does translate to, though, is a well-balanced lifestyle that gives you every opportunity to maximize what is your philosophy of happiness on this world. You know, your attitude about life is so critical. Again, going back to the negative Nancys, you know, they wake up in the morning and they go, oh my goodness, the alarm clock went off. Well, I don't even call them alarm clocks. I call them opportunity clocks. You have an opportunity that day to go out and make a difference in someone's life and you may, by the byproduct, make a difference in your own. You have 24 hours like everyone else to do some good. Well, why is it during that 24 hours 
that certain individuals can maximize their productivity to such a level that they go out and create thousands of jobs for their company. Or they may go out and file a patent that day that brings millions and millions of dollars of revenue to their company. Or they may go out and make a speech today that touches the hearts and lives of millions of people on TV that now see a bigger, better, and bolder future for themselves. You see, we all have the same amount of time. It's those priorities and the dedication of resources and intentionality that cause this difference. You know, Zig had a statement as well. I've lived by this ever since I first saw him. After I heard the first, don't laugh, cassette tape that I had bought, oh, I was broke too. And in college, I had a cassette player. And for those of you that are very young, you won't recognize what this is. It's now a matter of antiquity, I'm sure. (laughs) I wore this tape out. Every time I finished one side, side A, I'd flip to side B. And I'll tell you, I listened and listened and listened. I probably could have made his presentation for him had he been called in sick. I could have done the show is how much I listened to that. But Zig had a quote about altitude, attitude excuse me, that I appreciate so much. He says that your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude in life determines your altitude in life. So what's he really saying? He's simply saying this. A rotten attitude about life will get you nowhere. A bad attitude as soon as you arise in the morning will gain you a bad day. A good attitude may just give you the catalyst that you need to rise, smile, realize you have 24 hours of greatness within you to be realized. This is what's critical in life. We have to understand that our attitudes are the most important, if not the most, it's one of the most important traits to realizing greatness. And certainly, when you are looking at potential employment, I will assure you that attitude plays just as much a role as your skill set, if not more. I tell people when our companies need someone, we always hire for attitude and train the skill set. I hope you heard me correctly. We hire the attitude. If I got the right person with the right mindset to wish to learn, to be better, to be bigger and bolder in what they do, to be a leader in their area that we wish to train them, that want to, can do, will do attitude, I can train all the technical stuff, right? So now we're going to visit just a few moments on our six steps to developing your own introspection strategy. Step one, create a quiet space, a place that is private for you, as if you were only person in the area, the room, the house, whatever you wish to do. I call this, just like Superman, (laughs) my fortress of solitude. I want that area to be just my private space. I can be Jimmy I can do my best to just do what I wish, and it is set up in a manner that allows me to be so creative, and there is no negativity anywhere in the midst. Create this quiet space. 
Step number two, ask yourself deep, open-ended questions about your philosophy of life, your actions, your language, your relationships. Ask yourself these questions and make certain that you have an unequivocal answer that also aligns themselves with your goals. If, in fact, you say that you wish to increase the number of books you read this year. However, you're watching six hours of television a day, and yes, that's the average in the United States. Most people are working eight hours and they watch TV for six, so that makes 14, then they sleep for eight. You see where I'm going here? That's 22. We've taken almost as much time watching TV as we've slept then I would suggest to you that that hard, open-ended question is, is why am I watching TV when I have all these great books over here that if I'd read them, applied them, and implemented that in my life, I might be a better person. I understand that each of you listening know that I'm a voracious reader. I love to read good books, and I have quite a library. But ask yourself the deep, open-ended questions. Number three. Simply let your thoughts flow and release any judgment on your behavior. Now, this is going to sound just a little bit silly, but I actually have a larger whiteboard on a tripod in my study, my quiet space. And I have erasable markers, and I just start jotting down some of my one-word items for the week of how I felt at certain situations Uh, my actions, what I thought about my philosophy being maintained this week. I just jot them down. I don't even have a format. I start writing them all over this whiteboard. I turn my back to the whiteboard for just a few moments of solitude. You You can call it meditation if you wish. I just have a moment. I close my eyes. I release my mind of all of those things I just wrote down. When I turn around and look at that whiteboard, then things jump out at me and post into my mind real quickly, like a flash, of what occurred that week that that circumstance gave me that feeling that that word was written down. You see, you don't judge yourself, you correct your behavior. You know, I always love those people that sit back, tilt their hat a little bit, and put a little scowl on their face, and then start judging other people when you then look at themselves and they can't even do that type of behavior of which they just judge someone. Particularly, I don't appreciate those that run around judging others that may be battling an issue of obesity or battling uh, ill health or something, and the person judging them smoking cigarettes and doing other things that are unhealthy. My point I'm making is, take care of yourself. You can do you better than anyone else. Step number four, take notes of your thoughts. In those notes, I'd like you to include the date, the location for the notes, so where were you when you wrote these notes, the time, so that when you go back and reflect and introspectively look at your notes later, you'll know the time of day. And I recommend that you use a journal for these types of notes. Now, I don't sit down and say, I've got to write a whole page or two pages or three pages of notes every time I sit down in my journal. You're going to laugh. Sometimes I only write two or three sentences, but they capture the essence of what I'm going through and thinking and allows me to release that from my mind and move forward. 
You see, too often we as individuals have so much going on in the world that we can't stop for a moment and give ourselves the time we deserve to introspectively determine, are we on the right path? If we can't do that from time to time, you'll quickly find that your path has moved away. Step number five, reflect on your notes, your state of mind and philosophy and moving forward to greater heights of accomplishment. If you feel comfortable, I want you to change your thought process to where you're now challenging yourself to become bigger, better, bolder. You've heard me say it many times. I'm encouraging you to find that within yourself that is greatness, right? That's what we're here today talking about. If that's the case, then you need to challenge yourself. If you're comfortable, you need to become comfortable at being uncomfortable. (laughs) I don't want you to do the same thing today that you did yesterday and consider that greatness. I want you to do it, not just what you did yesterday, but do it better. Do it in a bigger way. Become more bold, more positive about it. And then step number six. This is one of the best things you can do that you control. Schedule an appointment with yourself each week and repeat this process for the rest of your life. You see, over a short period of time, you will realize growth and excitement about your new attitude toward the future if you allow yourself time to think. Schedule an appointment with yourself. Literally write it on the calendar. Now, if you're like our team, where I have a calendar that everyone can see so we can communicate where each of us should be each day, I actually, on the weekends and my free days, write things down on there to schedule time with myself. Now, granted, our team, when they first saw this, was wondering, what has he done now? This is crazy. But I put, I have an appointment with Jimmy. For one hour, and I'll designate a time and day for it on the calendar. It's a pretty comical thing to explain, but after the end of the day, when you've done it one time, I want you to know you will do it every week. Schedule that critical time, that appointment with yourself. As a young man, I looked for opportunities to spend some time alone. And there were eight of us in a small frame house with only three bedrooms and one bathroom. So do the math. Eight people, three bedrooms. I never had a bedroom to myself for quiet time, thinking, reading, studying my Bible, whatever it would be, until I was 15 years of age. Today, I often place myself in my Bose noise-canceling headset, and they didn't pay me to say that, but I wear them all the time on airplanes, or I take them with me anywhere I need to be to create my own quiet space when I'm not at home. And I go to the local library, perhaps, or the local coffee shop. I've often been found in any Barnes & Noble bookstore that you can find. You'll see Jimmy Williams sitting there if I'm in the area. I like to make tranquil spaces for me to feel as if I'm the only one there. And by using my noise-canceling headset, it allows me to do what most successful pro baseball players can do that are pitchers. I drowned out the audience. I simply ignore the noise around me from the barista making coffee over here uh, or people talking or cell phones ringing. I don't listen or pay attention to any of that. I create my own tranquil space. You see, the time spent in thought and creativity has been rewarding beyond my own 
imagination for personal growth. The exponential growth of our companies has come about from these times where I got an idea that had come to me during one of my weekly appointments with myself. Our team has grown tremendously in skill because of these weekly appointments with myself. So your challenge this week, build on your introspection time and record your thoughts for review later. I don't care if it's only 30 minutes, 15 minutes, but build some time into your schedule because if you don't take control of your time, someone else will. And at the bottom of today's show notes on www.livealifeby.design, describe to me the location you utilize to do your best thinking about life. Thank you for reviewing and rating our podcast on iTunes, and your email comments have been so encouraging. Thank you again for everyone that has written in. The support has been so appreciative. Our team is very, very thankful. But each day, seek space for yourself away from the hustle and bustle of life. You can and should live your life by your design. So join us next week when we close out our four-part series on realizing the greatness within you as we discuss the rocket fuel that makes life grand. This rocket fuel we're going to talk about next week is one that you're already aware, but I'm going to talk to you about how you can use it to bring about your greatest dreams and goals. So we've talked about now intentionality, influence, and introspection. So join us next week as we begin a fourth phase of this particular episode on the rocket fuel. Until then, go out and live a life by design. You can get a complete transcript of today's show online at Live a Life by Design. If you like the show, please tell your family and friends about it. Also, we would be very appreciative if you would leave a review of the show wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been a Life Master Key production. The program is copyrighted by Jimmy J. Williams and Company, all rights reserved. Our recording engineer is Happy Design Company. Our production assistant is Amy Cotton. Our intern is Brinley. Mm -hmm.